All right, guys, welcome back to the Hodgeback Sports Life and everything in between. We're glad you're with us this morning. Real excited about this uh, interview that's joining us on our Pest Patrol phone line. We've had Mike Golick, we've had Trey Wingo, and now we keep it rolling. You've seen him on Saturday mornings, and you watch him, listen to him. Five-time sport Emmy Award winner and a new title we'll talk about a little bit later. But joining on us on our Pest Patrol phone line is Kirk Herbstreet. Kirk, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Uh, we're doing well. And I just did one of those faux pas. Greeny always says, don't ask him how they're doing. It's been a long day for you. Your fingers are tired. You've been on Good Morning America. Uh, you've been uh, on the book tour. Was it everything you thought it would be, or <laughs> how's that been? It, it's been great. I mean, it's it's been fun to be able to uh, talk about the book. And, and uh, you know, Gene Wojciechowski, who wrote the book with me, he and I put a lot into this. And, and you know, it, it's just one of those things that, you get an opportunity to kind of share the, the story of why you wrote a book and, and what's what's really in the book. You know, a lot of people see me who follow football and they just think maybe it's a book about college game day or a book about, uh, you know, just about football in general. And there's plenty, plenty in the book about that. But it's really more chance to, to share with people just about kind of some of the trials and tribulations of my own life and what I've been through as a person not not just as uh, not just as an athlete so um, been, been fun uh, letting people know about that and, and I'm just hoping the book resonates with people who can maybe relate to some of the things that I went through as a kid well and I think it'll be that's what's exciting you have the platform of college game day and everything but now people are going to want to read the book and, and being able to experience and, and learn some things and, and hopefully impact some folks. And, of course, between Gene Wozniakowski and Tom Rinaldi, you know, somebody's going to be crying, there's no doubt. And some, in, one of these, <laughs> in one of these, it will definitely uh, be good. Yeah. And so if you would have thought in 1996 when you joined ESPN and your career started that you would be a part of this phenomenon called College Game Day? I would have never in a million years um, – thought that the show would grow to what it what it's become where we're fortunate enough and of course we missed it last year uh going out on the road and 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 seeing the fans and and the fans i think kind of associate our show with tailgating and and just big games and and just fun you know of college football and um you know 26 years of doing that just been fortunate you know to work on a show with so many talented people and so many people who love the game and as much as i do and we just want to take care of the game and 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 hype the the good parts of the game up and and that's what we've tried to do the best that we can and and we'll continue to do and um you know we've we've had a lot of good talented people come and go both on set the people that work on the on on camera and then a lot of people behind, uh, kind of behind the scenes, the producers and directors, and, uh, associate pro- producers and, and PAs. I mean, there's just so many good people that have gone on to do amazing things. And, and now this year we've lost even more uh, uh, talented people. And incredible thing about this show is, you know, the, the, you pick up new people and you try to create a certain culture on the show, the family, and uh, you hope people come in and feel part of that family. And then we go all go out and, and work as hard as we can to put on a good show so we we're, we're, we're having a fun uh a fun run doing this and i just don't want it to ever end it's 26 years and for me it feels like i don't know seven or eight to be honest right. well and and you mentioned it we've learned to grow you know it started you know of course way back but recently re you know of course reese and des and pollock's come on board yeah. of course 
Corso, when we talk about him. Yeah. But even the Bear, you know, he's he's become yeah. as much of a fixture as long as, as anybody because we can't wait to see what he's going to put on when Baylor's on the <laughs> side or anything like that. Yeah. And it's really cool how he's become a fixture as well of college game day and just – course i'm sure big and rich love it because they get you know finally get you know get to sing that song every year and but it's yeah. neat how everybody has come on board of course we're all going to miss uh, uh taylor and she's moved on but uh yeah you no know, but it's i think that's what's great i got to experience it we talked about it earlier i believe it's 0405 when texas won the national championship and uh it is it's an experience that that everybody i don't care if you're a college kid or an adult need to do it <laughs> yeah so, yeah, yeah, and we we and we try to make the fans that actually come out to the show. I, I always talk about this with our director. Like, you know, people are out there for 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 a long time, and we want them to be able to hear the show and see the shows. So we have big screen TVs, and you know, it's it's just a huge party uh, out there. We have music during breaks, so the people feel, you know, like it's like it's there's constant action, constant movement going on, and uh, it's very important to take in they can see the show and when it's a big crowd you know it's it's tough but uh with those two big screen tvs on on the left and the right of the set it it helps people be able to have it we want people to leave after being at the show and to be high-fiving each other saying man i can't wait till that show comes back you know that, that's that's our goal and uh we work hard at trying to make sure people feel that way well and you're you want to be like me tw- almost 20 some years later still talking about going that's what it needs yeah. to be about. Yeah. And, and you know as well as I do, you know, for those of us, like when Golik and Wingo was on the road in Dallas and you go, not only are people there a long time, they get there way early to make sure they're up and close and the sign yep. can be seen. And so uh, y'all definitely do a great deal. Now, I've got a question for you. How much prep do you have to do? Because you don't only have to be ready to cover all those games, but also prepare to also call a game on Saturday night. What does your week look like? Yeah, it's it's you you know from being in the business, um, you got to be. I like to be overly prepared, and to get overly prepared, you know, between your family time and and work, that's pretty much all you do in the fall. I mean, you just gotta you just gotta put in the time, watch. For me to be able to call a game the right way, I mean, I cannot tell you how much time I put into to watching film and talking with the coordinators and talking with the head coaches and talking with the players. I mean, that, that's, that's like, it's, it's own, it's, it's, you know, I have a notepad or two or three and I have to like keep Saturday night game. I'm calling on this side of the ledger and then game day where I'm trying to be dialed in on, you know, the 15 or 20th biggest games of, of the weekend, you know, you want to keep that ledger over on this side. So, just it's just thankfully i'm not complaining ever because it's something i love to do it is prepare for college football but uh yeah basically if i'm awake i'm preparing you know i'm talking to to somebody either on the teams or i'm talking to a producer or i'm talking to a colleague and on air you know somebody on air um and just I, i couldn't even put the amount of hours that i that i probably put in from sunday when i get home to to the following saturday is the prep any different for college game day as opposed to you and Fowler? I know y'all have been working together for a number of years, so it's probably easy to work off each other. Is it any different than being in the booth? Yeah, it's very different because on if we're going to do a Baylor-Oklahoma State game, that's let's say it's number 18 in the country against number 12, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to all have a comment on that game. And ESPN, they never tell you 
hey, this is your what you're going to talk about in the, in the Baylor Oklahoma State game. They don't ever do that. They they based on your own research, they want you to kind of come up with a key. What, what's the game going to be decided by? So then I do all my homework and do everything I want to do, and then I come up with a key that I think will be a game and it sometimes they'll have video that I'll request that, that'll support that, uh, that key. Um, and other times it's just a comment depending on what kind of availability they have in that segment. Um, but if you think about it, I'm going to be talking for, I don't know, 50 seconds, a minute, minute and a half tops on the Oklahoma state Baylor game. Now when I do a game, if I were doing, you know, let's say a I don't know, Texas Tech against uh, OU, I'm doing a game. I'm speaking for three and a half or four hours on that game, and it's such a it's such a different prep. The the, the amount of information, the depth, you know, knowing the backups, knowing the you know the coaches are thankfully so helpful when it comes to my prep. That by the time I get to that game, I feel like I know those teams. Uh, that game I'm calling, I feel like I know those two teams as well as anybody in the country, and um, I feel I feel really really prepared and, and ready to go. But to get there, it, like you say, it, it takes a ton of work uh, in order to be able to get to that point. But yeah, the, the amount of, of of prep for a game for just that one game versus what you're doing on the game day side is very very different. Oh, I bet. Now I've got to ask this one. Now many times ESPN does a good job and they put college game day in the same town that you're calling but there's sometimes yeah. that game is not and i'm just curious what kind of sprint are we to wheels up or wherever to get to the yeah. plane yeah. To, to get to the next and have you had any close calls or do we need to be sure we buy the book um <laughs> you know, we talk about it in the book a little bit but Good. yeah i mean what you're describing is you know i would say 15 weeks there's 15 saturdays normally in a season and I would say half the time, maybe seven or eight times, I'm at the location of game day and the game I'm calling at the same spot. And the other seven or eight, we're, we're on, you know, we're trying to get to wherever we're going. You know, like we're in an SEC game that's on CBS or the Fox game or wherever we are, Notre Dame game on NBC. So then we got to fly to wherever our game is. Um, there, there have been some close calls, not as many as you'd think, but there have been, there have been a handful of them. But we, it's it's a pretty well-oiled machine. That, you know, when game day ends and I'm going somewhere else, our, they have ESPN security, and they, I mean they take me off the set immediately. And they've got local police a lot of times that will help get us to wherever it is that we that we need to go. And next thing you know, before you can blink your eye, I mean you're you're in that local FBO and right. and flying to Eugene, Oregon, or, or wherever it is. So they right. they they get us out pretty quick. Um, and and Disney has a plane that they. A lot of times we'll send to, to try to uh, get me from from one spot to the next. Well, good because I've always wondered because like you said, there'll be times you, you may be there at LSU and having to come to Lubbock, which fortunately would be a quick flight. But uh, yeah. I've always wondered how how that worked. So, of course, I'm assuming game day starts real early. I know your days are long. Do let's talk about course over just real quick and the the treasure that you get to work with uh, for so many years. Yeah, he, he's he's my guy. I mean, he's a guy that uh, you know I I care about deeply. I've 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 uh, shared so many intimate stories of my own family with with him, and he's he's almost like a like a Yoda. You know, you go to him for advice, and I just cherish uh, the relationship, and uh, probably lean on him as much as anybody really in my life. 
Um, and so when you, when you have that kind of relationship with a person on a personal level, um, it makes it real easy when you're on set with, with that person. And, and we just, like you say, we, we cherish him, you know, not only the Lee course so that you guys know that's fun and entertaining and, and funny and it just has so many, so much, uh, such a good time with the show. But, um, just the guy that we know is a person too. I mean, that, that's probably why we love him as much as we do. I mean, he's the guy that's always upbeat, always in a good mood. You know, we're trying to keep up with him. You know, I mean, that, that, that tells you about his spirit and, and what he's all about. So, yeah, I'll tell you, he, he had a stroke about, I want to say 10 or 12 years ago and he's um, never fully recovered from that. And then, you know, when you look at his age, he's 86 years old, and yet here he is. I mean, he's, he's, his, his cognitive thinking is incredible. Um, you know, if he can't get some words out, it has everything to do with his stroke, not just because of his age. Right. Uh, but this guy, we can only hope to to, uh, to be where he is when he's 86. And, you know, last year with COVID, he was not able to travel. He, we didn't have a vaccine, obviously, so he was he was just at home. And with the vaccine now, week zero, we're in Atlanta for an HBCU game, and he'll be there. So he'll be back out on the road with us. That's the plan right now. Right. Um, and we'll, we'll uh, be in Charlotte week one for Clemson and Georgia, which will be a good game. And uh, he'll be back out there with us. So we, we're, we're fired up to get back out ourselves and to have our guy back with us. Well, and I, and I love what you and Reese do on Twitter with all the prep because, you, you know, the filming and – you catch Corso, so follow Kirk on on Twitter, so you know yeah. exactly what Corso is doing early, early yeah. in the morning. And so let, yeah. let and I want to get to the book, but I want to talk a little bit about the college football, the game that you call, the game that you love. It's changing. It's changed in, since 1996, from transfer portal to name, image, and likeness, and the expansion. And of course, UT and OU leaving, and everybody here's giving UT a lot of a hard time and just encouraging Oklahoma to leave. But there's a lot of people that don't like Texas. But that's another story. How do, how do you think it's going to change the game? And will it maybe give schools a chance that maybe not have been as good, start finding the donors to help that name, image, and likeness? And can it elevate the schools a little um, bit? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think the name, image, and likeness is – I think it's too early in the game to really know the impact that it's going to have. I, I think it can help level the playing field a little bit. You know, I, I think that um, – you know that you want to you want to go to one school and and you know you could fall in love with the, the big high profile blue bloods but you know why not go to a, a school that's maybe a notch or two beneath beneath that but you're going to get you're going to become a starter a little easier and once you become a starter maybe you get some opportunities so it just depends on how you want to look at it you know I, I think it's it's not had the impact that everybody thought um, you know, there are players that are out there getting some things, but the Bryce Young at Alabama allegedly getting seven figures or, you know, the, the young man who left high school there in the state of Texas because he couldn't get name, image, and likeness as a high school senior. So he skips his senior year to be able to get in at Ohio State, and he's already signed a bunch of uh, lucrative deals. Th- those stories are not on every team. You know, th- there's a handful of those stories in the whole country. So – while some players are going to be making some money and good for them, it's a, it's a free market and good for them. I just don't think it's going to be this crazy wild world that everybody's freaking out about. I, I, I really don't. And time will tell, you know, there's going to be, 
there's going to be some some good stories in this, like the BYU story the other day, which I thought was great. If you saw that on social media, there's going to be some scary stories where where kids are, you know, the IRS is chasing them down because of tax evasion. I hope that doesn't happen, but it wouldn't surprise me if it did. And then I think this thing will recalibrate, and and I think the dust will settle a little bit, and a couple years down the road, you know, it'll just kind of be like everything else. You know, you just all of us, myself included. You know, we, we just kind of get used to a new normal. And I think it won't, I personally don't think it's going to be as big of a deal as, as I think we're, we're panicked about right now. And honestly, probably the biggest deal is not that. It's this expansion of the playoff and the conferences yeah. that are shuffling and, and figuring out what to do. To me, that's going to be the biggest impact to college football, way more than name, image, and likeness. Totally agree. Yeah, I, I think. Right. I mean, what's going on in the state of Texas right now? I'm sure with with your show and others, you know, everybody's freaking out, and they should. Um, what's going to happen to Texas Tech and Baylor? What's going to happen to Oklahoma State and Iowa State and Kansas and, and Kansas State and West Virginia and TCU? Like, what what's going on? I mean, it's it's great for Texas and OU and the SEC. I mean, that's exciting to think about that, and I get why people are as excited if if you're fans of those schools. But I'm concerned about what's going on with the rest of the teams that are still left in the Big 12. Are they going to leave the Big 12? Are they going to go to the Pac-12? Are they going to be part of the SEC? Are they going to be part of the Big 10? Like, what's going on? Um, so I, I, uh, I don't know if I'm jumping up and down right now because just, it just feels like a tsunami. Like, we just don't know where everything's going to land. And I'm trying as hard as I can to reserve judgment until I – I kind of see where everything goes, but uh, right now I, I'm I'm concerned. You know, those are really big brands that are left behind when Texas and OU uh, decided to leave that conference, and really good programs with great coaches and great players. Well, I can't imagine what it feels what it feels like to be a a player, a coach, a fan of of any of those programs, and and how they feel right now uh, because they're they they have a very unsettled future about where they're going to be. Well, I'm pretty sure Texas on the road this year in football, and maybe the next few years until they figure it out, it's going to be similar to the Houston Astros when they first started traveling. The the amount oh, yeah. of oh, yeah. I would not I would be careful with any signs with the cameras on College Game Day if Texas is visiting any of those uh, Big Twelve schools. I agree. And so, I I totally agree. It's, it's going to be. It's going to get messy, you know, and, and I understand the angst. I understand the frustration. And I, you know, I, I, I just can't wait till we, we figure out what's the next step because right, right now, all of us that love this, this sport, it's not, I feel like it's just about money right now. Um, and I think it needs to, and I understand that that's the world we live in. Um, but it, we just can't get away from what's made this game so great for so long, which is, the pageantry of the sport, you know, the fans, the, the bands, the tailgating, the, the players, the upsets, the rivalries, the traditions, that, that's college football. And we, we've got to stay in that lane no matter how many changes that are made, no matter how much the landscape changes, we cannot forget what makes college football the best sport in, in the country. And I think the best thing that we can do, Kirk, is get to September 4th and even the week before when you guys are in Atlanta and get football on the field that will help so much more to take our mind off of everything else and be watching actual games. I agree. Yeah. I mean, once the games start and we're, we're talking about touchdowns and we're talking about upsets and did you see that play? And, Oh my gosh, like that, that's, that's what it's about. You know, and you're right. 
and then you know as Steve Spurrier famously said it's talking season then 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 we can put that maybe to bed for a little while and, and just focus on you know arguing about what we're supposed to argue about and which team is better and you said this upset would happen and it didn't happen I mean that's that's the fun of it well and just one more football question I want to talk about the book all these guys you covered last year Trevor Lawrence Justin Fields Mac Jones and even working with Urban Meyer for a little bit at ESPN, what's the biggest adjustment these guys are going to have besides the speed of the game of playing in the NFL? Well, the speed of the game and then the, the amount of, of coverages and, and scheme that you see, it's so different. you know. And, and don't be fooled by week one in the preseason. You know, that what happens in week one of the regular season versus what happens in preseason, it's night and day. Um, the average college player and on the offensive side of the ball sees two, maybe three coverages, unless you're playing against Nick Saban. You're, you're seeing two or three coverages in a game. You, you go into the NFL and, I mean, your, your head's on a swivel. You, you don't know if it's coming or going. Are they blitzing? They look like they're blitzing. Snap the ball. Nope, they're not blitzing. And the snap, the, the view you get pre-snap versus the coverage you get post-snap is almost always different. So, it takes time. I mean, Peyton Manning set an NFL record with interceptions because of, of what he did, you know, the amount of interceptions that he threw. So it, it takes even some of the best of all time, Troy Aikman included, take some time to, to get used to it. Game slows down, and then they, then they can take off. So speed of the game and the, the complexity of the, of the schemes that you go up against in the NFL, just a different world. Does it change much for Urban? Yeah, well, Urban could control things in college because of recruiting. He could have better players than the competition that he went up against. And, and I think that's what he's going to try to do with free agency and the draft is try to get players. Well, he's got a, you know, a couple great ones with the quarterback and the running back, but he's going to have to do a good job of, of getting out there and, and, and upgrading the talent in Jacksonville. But he's a master motivator. That's probably his greatest strength as a coach, getting a, is getting a team to, to buy in. And I'm hoping the NFL players will, will do that for him. If they do, they got a chance to turn things around. And that would be good for that to happen in Jacksonville. Kirk, I, I know we talked a lot. We'll plug the book a ton. Uh, I appreciate it. Th- thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. You bet, Kirk. And uh, look forward to seeing you somewhere down the road and uh, maybe have you back on during the year. That'd be great, Ryan. I appreciate it. Right. Thanks, Kirk. We'll All see right. you. See you, man. All right. Again, that was Kirk Herbstreet uh, from College Game Day. Again, he's got the book coming out. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later right after this.